let's get started. Um, it's my pleasure to introduce our speaker, Bruce. Bruce Coping is an information security professional with over 25 years industry experience in information technology and cybersecurity. He's currently the chief information security officer for the city of Chicago. Prior to joining the city of Chicago, Mr. Coping held information security positions at Bank of America and at consulting firm Accenture. Mr. Coffin holds the Certified Information System Security Professional CISSP certification. Without further ado, let's welcome Bruce. All right. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for the opportunity to uh, present with you today. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Students, I'm going to unmute your mics right now. So. Um, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and then mute yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it'd be great if uh, folks would um, take an opportunity to um, to introduce themselves. Um, here, let me get through my. Let me just make sure I'm great. So yeah, so what I want to cover today is, uh, as the title suggests, challenges and rewards of working in the public sector uh, within cybersecurity, and uh, some tips on uh, building a successful career, whether it's in the cyberspace uh, or otherwise. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I graduated from Bradley University in 1994 with a degree in computer information systems. Uh, that was in the Department of Computer Science. There were kind of two paths you could take. You could go down the core CS path and essentially wind up with a math minor, um, or you could get uh, uh, go down uh, core CS courses and wind up with a, uh, a business minor. So I took the uh, business minor path. Um, after that, I wound up at Anderson Consulting uh, out of college, which uh, turned into Accenture. Um, spent uh, 12 plus years there. Um, in before there was a security practice, um, doing network solutions, um, and then uh, moved into the security practice, and then eventually uh, ran and managed uh, business alliances with uh, for the security practice for for uh, for Accenture. After that, I went to uh, what became Bank of America. It uh, was uh, Indian Amro, uh, North America, which is a Dutch bank which owned LaSalle Bank locally, uh, being the uh, program manager for uh, the, uh, what was it? it was basically the security practice. I forget the acronym we used. Uh, and then uh, that was, uh, LaSalle was acquired by Bank of America and had numerous roles in the global information security uh, practice um, at Bank of America. The last 18 months, I've been the Chief Information Security Officer for the City of Chicago. Um, I have a, a small team here in Chicago. We work closely with uh, our IT service provider in providing um, security services to, uh, to the organization. So what I'd like to do is have folks on the call introduce themselves, um, what degree you're pursuing, your area of interest within cyber, and uh, what you envision doing uh, after your uh, studies are complete here at Purdue. Um, I guess I'll start. My name is Jack Zimmer. I am a junior uh, cybersecurity major at the Polytechnic School. Um, I have an interest in offensive security, specifically offensive network security and offensive wireless security. Um, and I help run uh, the CTF team at Purdue called Boilers. 
uh, in the future, I want to um, work um, initially in more of a uh, red team security role um, and just do um, security testing for companies. And then I want to move into a, a more long-term uh, security administration role in the future. Okay, fantastic. Great to meet you. I guess I can go next. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Awesome. Um, I'm Ryan Hennessy, also a junior, um, an undergrad, and I'm um, trying to get a, a computer science degree. Um, I'm also one of the CTF club officers uh, of Boilers, and um, I'm interested in security. Um, Red Team is always cool, but um, still trying to figure out what exactly I want to do. Okay, fantastic. Um, uh, so I'll head uh, next, if you guys don't mind. Uh, my name is Vijay, and I'm currently pursuing a PhD in Information Security and Insurance here at Purdue. And um, as Bruce, I noticed that uh, you mentioned you worked in Accenture. Uh, I, I worked for around 18 months in Accenture as a full-stack developer as well. So actually, I have a question for you. Uh, did you work in ASOC? I know Accenture takes their security seriously. In I'm sorry, what was the question again? Did you work in ASOC, the Accenture Security Operations Center, as a, in a sort of management role? Um, I, so I left Accenture in 2005. Um, okay. So, you know, obviously a lot has uh, changed over there since then. And oh, uh, right. it's grown a great deal. So at the time, uh, CIO, the internal organization was called CIO. Um, yeah. And with CIO, there was uh, the, the security, or the, the internal security team. Oh, okay. Uh, coincidentally, actually, I worked for CIO as well. Uh, for an, an internal project where the HR was the client, we worked on HRMS, but it was nice knowing that. Thank you. Welcome. Is there anybody else on the call? No, they're just bashful. There, there's a there's a few. That I recognize that are that are on the call, but uh, well, uh, all right, fair enough. Well, uh, I just want to get a sense for uh, who was on. If we were in the room, I'd go around and uh, ask folks to introduce yourself. Just kind of understand who's there, what your interests, and so uh, if there's anything that I could particularly tailor about what I have to say, uh, that I could do so. So uh, I'll go ahead and uh, and jump in. So a little bit about Chicago um, as an organization. So um, the, the city itself is home to over 2.7 million residents. Um, and then kind of how Chicago is broken down, um, Chicago is big on neighborhoods. So we've got over 100 neighborhoods. So um, people in Chicago kind of identify with where they live. And so you, you, people will ask, oh, well, where you, oh, you live in the city. Oh, you know, you live in Chicago. Oh, where in Chicago? Do you live you know, in the city? like really in Chicago, or do you just live in um, a, a suburb? So, you know, folks that uh, if you if you uh, grew up in Chicago, you know, whether you grew up in Schaumburg or somewhere else. So, but in the city, people identify a great deal with their neighborhood. For example, um, I live in Lakeview. 
Um, one of the interesting facts, and I'll, I'll touch upon this later, is that um, in order to um, work for the city of Chicago, you have to live in the city of Chicago. So you definitely have that uh, uh, community spirit of the folks uh, that, are, that are working for the city. Um, and then in terms of the broader urban area, it's the third largest urban area in the, city, in the country. Uh, Chicago is also currently the third largest city. I say currently because Houston um, is, uh, is fighting a great deal to uh, take over uh, third place. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd argue that uh, they've got a bit of urban sprawl there, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to hold our own. And then some things about Chicago as um, as, a, as a company, as a corporate entity, as an organization. So uh, the city, in terms of the services we provide, is made up of the city core and a number of what we call sister agencies. So when you look at what my purview is from an information security standpoint is the city core. Um, so we have sister agencies that cover uh, public schools, that cover transportation, that cover um, our parks and uh, our department, our department of buildings. So there's some other groups that are outside of uh, what I can, uh, have um, purview over from a security perspective. Um, but that leaves a lot in the core. It leaves public safety. It leaves um, uh, Department of Water Management. It leaves aviation uh, and a number of other uh, departments. There's about 40 departments overall. Uh, so that you know, there, there's a there's a lot of a lot of information there. Uh, you've got uh, over 35,000 employees. You've got over 12,000 vehicles. You've got over 500 buildings. Um, Department of Aviation is the busiest airport by uh, number of flights, um, which I know they go back and forth with Atlanta in terms of um, passengers. Um, pa Atlanta seems to always eke out on top there in terms of passengers. Um, but uh, over 105 million passengers went through the two airports in Chicago. You've got O'Hare and you've got Midway. Um, then you've got uh, another interesting fact, interesting department is uh, Department of Water Management. Um, serves over uh, five, almost five and a half million customers, uh, 225 municipalities, and um, provides water to almost half of the state of Illinois, uh, producing uh, over 750 million gallons of water a day, water per day. And between our two water filtration plants, we've got capacity to uh, produce and to distribute uh, 2 billion gallons of water a day. So uh, it, our primary water treatment facility is the largest water treatment, water filtration plant in the world. So you've got a lot of things going on um, that are very diverse. Uh, one of the things, one of the comparisons I like to make or say is like in one of my uh, first uh, week or two on the job, uh, I spent the morning at uh, our water management uh, department understanding uh, their business requirements. And then in the afternoon, uh, completely different end of the spectrum, spent the afternoon with uh, our Department of Public Health and understanding what their business requirements are. So you've got a wide variety of different businesses that come together to form services that we provide to our constituents. So it's understanding those unique business needs and what security means for each of those groups and being able to provide services that meet the needs of those groups. So that's just a little bit about Chicago. 
Um, what I want to cover is um, rewards and challenges of working in the public sector. Um, the, the public sector is, um, has some things that make it different from working in the private sector, private sector being companies um, that are out there. Um, public sector, I don't think a lot of people think about um, public sector maybe first in terms of career opportunities. Um, and I, 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 I want to change that a little bit. So what I want to talk about today is um, applying cyber to um, the public sector, to your municipalities, to your state government. I won't touch on federal as I don't have um, much experience there, but uh, I work very closely with our state CISO um, and, and as well as our county CISO. Um, so understanding the problems uh, that are somewhat unique to uh, the public sector uh, and um, how it, they also provide opportunities that, uh, that are there as well. So um, in terms of challenges, I think it's fair, it, it's not saying um, something too uh, out uh, in out or extreme that um, in the government space, funding is always a challenge. Um, we are dependent upon taxpayer dollars to produce the services that we deploy. And, um, you know, as a taxpayer myself, you know, I want my taxes to be reasonable. Um, so, uh, the other thing is, you know, you're very conscious of each dollar that you're spending is a, a taxpayer dollar. So how does that translate to what you can deliver from a cyber perspective? Um, that means that um, to, you, you need to be cautious and careful about the controls that you are uh, deploying. We follow the NIST model uh, and work with uh, the cybersecurity framework in terms of the services that we define and that we're offering to the rest of the organization. Um, you know, since we are a um, public entity and NIST is, um, at least for the United States, is the uh, primary governmental um, kind of standards body, um, it, it obviously makes sense to um, adhere to and follow um, NIST, whether that be the 853 series of 800-53 series of controls or the cyber, and or the cybersecurity framework. Um, those are the things that we are modeling our program after and building controls off of. Um, but, uh, you know, following that, that thread there a little bit, when it comes to funding, you know, that, that, that challenge um, goes through to um, salaries that you're, you're able to, uh, to offer. In some cases, it's very challenging to be uh, competitive with the private sector uh, in terms of uh, salaries and things such as uh, travel and training can get scrutinized. It's, it's scrutinized on the private sector. I've spent time there as well for the majority of my career, but you know, it does get uh, a very close eye in the public sector uh, as, as really it should, because again, you're, you're spending taxpayer dollars. So um, being able to work within those constraints and being able to uh, develop um, services and capabilities to deliver to the rest of the organization to protect the assets, to protect your data, to protect your systems um, becomes uh, uh, critical. So um, that's, that, that's one 
challenge that you see a great deal. The next challenge that, uh, that I want to speak about is around transparency. So in the government space, there's a concept called the Freedom of, Inf Freedom of Information Act or FOIA. Um, what this is, is um, legislation at the state level that says that the information that you produce really isn't yours, it's the taxpayers. So um, at, at a, a private organization, at a corporation, if somebody were to walk up to you and say, hey, I want to know about XYZ about your security program, you probably tell them to uh, you know, take a hike. But in the public sector, um, there are certain things that you do need to um, produce to, to, to share. Um, there are exclusions in each state's law around security. So there are opportunities that you can say, you know what, that, that is protected by certain exclusions in the law, but that isn't, uh, it isn't a, a, a brush that you can paint with broadly. They are very narrowly defined. So um, you do have to be aware of um, those um, transparency requirements as you're building your security controls and keep in mind that um, people can come and ask for certain things. So um, again, for each state, those laws are specific. So you know, if you're running an organization, uh, say in Indiana versus Illinois, you're going to have different rules against uh, which you have to play by. But those things do come into play when you're talking about you know, the controls that you're, you're defining for your, uh, for your organization. And then, um, but the, there's very specific and, and, and very, um, very um, tangible uh, rewards that, that are involved in, in working on the, working in the cyberspace for um, public entities. So the, the, the sense of civic pride that you get with the work that you're doing so um, the, just the fact that, you know, when you think about the services that are being provided, so you think about whether or not um, uh, traffic lights are, are working, whether or not you think that, you know, a call to a 911 or a 311 center is going through and that response is going to happen, you know, that, that, that ambulance arrives where it needs to arrive. Um, all of those things, um, are protected by the controls that you're putting in place. So you want to make sure, you know, you've got that civic pride of saying, hey, you know, this city is running, it's operating. Uh, and part of that, a small part of that is the work that you're doing each and every day. Um, speaking of opportunity, there are lots of opportunities. So the, the other side of the coin of talking about challenges with, um, resources is opportunity. There is lots of opportunity to, um, to, to define what it is that you're going to work on within the confines of the role that you're hired to do within that. There's lots of opportunity to demonstrate your skill set and, um, and grow what you're doing and learn new things because the environment is so diverse. So, um, and then um, speaking
speaking of that need, the need is great. So, you know, I'm fortunate to be working in, a, in an environment in Chicago where um, not only do we have um, a, a, a very um, well um, put together IT organization and uh, we have a solid foundation in terms of cybersecurity and the controls that we're delivering. Um, there are um, municipalities across the country that are not as uh, fortunate in terms of that, and they have uh, more challenges. There's more opportunities to go into uh, a setting like that and, and really deliver a significant impact for those areas um, with the services that you provide in that role. And in so doing, you have the opportunity to build your resume, build um, that that skill set that you, if you have the passion to stay in public service for a long period of time, that's fantastic. If it's something where you're looking to um, build that experience on your resume, that's fantastic too. Come in, do a couple of years, do two years, three years, four years, build the skills on your resume because there's lots of opportunities to um, demonstrate various skill sets. Um, and then um, look to um, find other opportunities, perhaps where there is um, more um, uh, salary and what have you uh, that is uh, that is tied to it. So, you know, uh, for me as a um, team leader, um, that is that is my goal is to make it equally um, attract uh, the roles equally attractive as people who have that civic um, passion that they want to spend a great deal of time there. Um, but also uh, folks who just want to come in and, and build some experience and then uh, move on to other opportunities. So on the cyber side, as, as I said, um, in the, the things that um, working in, um, in, in the government sector in, in, at the municipal level uh, will provide you that, um, you, that, you know, some Corporate organizations uh, will provide you such a, a wide, diverse set of um, business functions to support. Um, I, I think that uh, the government sector um, provides that uh, a, a little more from the standpoint of you have um, industrial control systems, you have building control systems, you have your traditional IT, and then you have a, a wide variety of services that the, uh, that the the government is providing to the constituency and it's as a security professional it's being able to go in and sit down and and learn what they are trying to do what is the business that they're trying to um, what is the business they're in what are the services that they're providing and understand what the security needs are and then turn around and translate that into this to this the controls that you're providing so uh, there are a couple of folks that talked about uh, that they had you know, interest in red teaming. Um, you know, so it's it's sitting down with the the business and understanding um, the, um, the, the 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 services that they're providing, the the computing systems, the 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 solutions that support those business processes, so that you can understand how to. Um, test the applications that are supporting those business processes. 
So, um, you know, whether that is, you know, a, an internal test or uh, if you're just pen testing um, externally without um, that additional knowledge, um, only using the, the knowledge that you're getting from a uh, open source perspective, um, you have those, both of those uh, opportunities um, to, to evaluate systems. Um, and so, again, those, those opportunities, I'd argue, um, present themselves in, in a fantastic way in the public sector, and you have the opportunity to, to come in and, and make a mark and uh, really either do great good for, you know, where you live, where you choose to uh, spend your time, or, as I said, come in, do some work, build that resume and then um, look for challenges, uh, further challenges elsewhere. So with that, I'm going to take a pause um, and open it up for questions. If you have any questions about um, the security team that we have for the city of Chicago, I didn't get into a great deal of specifics, but I am happy to answer questions uh, about um, the how we're set up, how we're um, the, the services that are the, the, the capabilities that we are providing um, to support the city of Chicago, our IT infrastructure, um, and, and, and how we look to provide those um, to the rest of the organization. Um, hi, Bruce. Uh, this is Vijay again. Uh, so I have a question regarding how uh, the, the government has set up in Chicago. So Regarding the software and the, the applications that the government uses, do they um, um, like contract them off to third-party uh, companies? Like, like say, for Accenture by itself is a IT services company. Do they contract them off to third-party companies, or do you handle the security and development of the code by in like gov by the Chicago government's employees themselves? Sure. Sure. Um, and, and so the answer is both. Uh, the short answer is both. Um, and again, I think that's part of what makes um, this, you know, working where I'm working interesting. I, I think that a lot of, um, although, although each you know, organization's unique, um, I think there's a lot of similarities across the municipal space. Um, you get a mix of everything. So uh, from a security practice, perspective, you get the opportunity to hone your skills across a wide variety of um, situations. So you've got some solutions that are uh, built and coded in-house. You've got some solutions that are um, built, coded, and maintained by third parties. And you also have, um, you know, a fair number of uh, package solutions or SaaS solutions. Um, so you get a wide variety, um, you know, where um, and, and I think that that, that that provides the opportunity to, to test your skills and build your skills um, in a way that uh, is, is somewhat unique. Thank you so much. What other, uh, what other questions can I answer? I had another question. Um, what does your day-to-day -day look like? Um, what does my day-to-day -day look like? Um, fantastic question. Uh, it's different every day, um, and, and I, I mean that just absolutely 
um, straightforward. So um, because we are a small team, um, I have to balance the operational with the strategic. So um, I spend a fair amount of my day um, aiding uh, my security operations team. So our, um, our vulnerability management, our incident management, our security engineering. So whether that is uh, responding to uh, you know, the latest phishing threat or things that we're seeing coming in through our various controls, um, whether that is helping um, the security operations team or, or um, our governance risk and compliance folks um, engage with the departments um, and um, bring the services that we have to bear for those departments and help be that interface between the business and the technical um, it, it is a lot of what I do as well. And then on the strategic side, um, that's, uh, you know, I, I, because when you get into kind of that firefighting mode, you, you, you get into a cadence of, um, you know, seeing and reacting. Um, it's not losing sight of the strategic as well. And knowing that, you know, you've got this, it really is a, a long play. So there are um, uh, initiatives that are going on uh, for the quarter, for the year multi-year initiatives and making sure that uh, we continue to advance the ball on those as well because those are the things that are building new controls new capabilities providing additional protection for the organization um, it's juggling all of that um, and some days it's more one than the other um, and but it's uh, there, there are no two days uh, that are the same um, and then uh, I'll throw out, you know, just kind of our current situation. You know, we are in week five of shelter in place uh, for the city of Chicago. It's either week five or week six. Everything is blurring together right now. So, um, you know, we have put in place the capability to allow um, the, those resources to be able to be effective and efficient uh, when working remotely, where um, prior to this, um, the, the city of Chicago is very much focused on, um, you know, you, where you did your job uh, was at the office. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of turning that on its head and being able to provide capabilities to allow people to work remotely and do that in a secure manner and turn that capability around in, in a very short order, you know, that was an interesting challenge and, and something that uh, um, was, you know, kind of looking back now, and it's funny to say looking back because we're only, you know, a few weeks in, but looking back at putting that together and working as a team across IT to deliver that capability. So it was rewarding in and of itself, but also looking at it from the perspective of that it allowed people to stay home, to shelter in place, to not be exposed to the virus um, is incredibly rewarding. Uh, also, so um, it, it's 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 juggling all three of those, um, and it varies on a day-to-day -day basis as to um, kind of which role, which hat I uh, spend more time doing. Thank you so much. What other questions are out there at this point? Okay. 
I'll uh, jump to uh, the next piece. And uh, as you have questions, um, please let me know. And you know, I I get that I'm at uh, I, you know, I'm kind of at a different point uh, in my career um, than you are. And 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 so um, where you know when I was in your shoes and starting out, um, you know, it, it there are so many opportunities out there, just as there are today. Um, and uh, I'm excited that you know security uh, as a field has has grown and developed to the point where you know there are um, concentrations in, in cyber or even degrees in cyber at various organizations, which you know just simply wasn't the case um, you know 20, 25 years ago. Um, in fact, I think it was 1995 that. Uh, was when the I think Steve Katz was named the first ever CISO or the person who's you know widely um, pointed to as the first CISO. So when you think about security as a discipline, um, it's something that's very very new, very very um, just just nascent from the standpoint of you know you think about other disciplines, you think about finance, you think about accounting. Um, those are things that you know go back hundreds of years. You think about even IT. IT goes back, you know, 50, 75 plus years. And you look at security as a discipline, just very, very young in that discipline. So a lot of what we're doing, we're still building and growing that. And, and it's exciting to be a part of that and, and, and learn and grow with it. So um, some of the things that, that I wanted to share um, with respect to just kind of career um, is um, is the, the first one is about being a survivor. Um, and what I mean by that is to be adaptable, be flexible, and be aware of timing. So um, being aware of timing, that takes um, looking at the situation you're in, whatever organization you're looking at, you know, you've got your day-to-day -day role and you're focused on doing that, but it's being able to um, be that differentiated person that's able to look at the organization and look at how it's doing, how it's performing, and uh, where it's where it's going. You know, looking at uh, you know if it's a public organization, looking at its public filings, SEC filings, um, understanding um, kind of the shape that it's in. And is it on? Is it is that organization? Is it continuing to be on the trajectory that is going to um, deliver the opportunities that you want to have? You know, is it a company that's growing? Is it a company that is in a stagnant market? Is it a, is it a company that is in a, a shrinking market? And translate that to what it's going to mean for your career opportunities. Doesn't mean you've got to take action on it today, but it just means making sure that you are cognizant of that and you're keeping that in mind as you're making your plan. So if it's you know an industry that's consolidating or an organization that is is shrinking, that very likely is going to have an impact on what your opportunities are. So, you know, kind of playing that out two or three steps ahead and making sure that um that that you're in a position that um you know is going to be favorable for your career. So if you have to keep an eye on something else or be looking for other things you know that that you're doing that and looking out for your for your well-being um being adaptable and being flexible um is 
you know, looking at what the needs of the organization are and making sure that, you know, you are translating what you're doing to align with what those needs are and demands are of the organization so that you're viewed as a resource that is, you know, hitting the nail on the head in terms of what's needed. So um, that's, um, that, that's, that's the, the first on my list there. Um, the second is um, a little um, inflammatory, but uh, I, I think this is very important. Um, if you're bored, think about getting out. Um, you know, if, you, if you're not challenged, if you're not growing, if you're not able to uh, continue to develop skills that are going to help the organization, but also going to help you, then that, that's another indicator that perhaps that opportunity um, it, it, you know, it is where it may have been fantastic for you at one point in time, you know, you may have grown beyond that opportunity. So making sure that you're keeping an eye on that. Um, and, and if I, I find that when I get bored, when I'm not excited um, about something, that's an indicator to me that, hey, I need to be figuring out doing something else. That could be within the same organization. It could be within another organization. It could be just um, taking on additional responsibility could be tweaking my role to do something else or looking for uh, something else within the organization to uh, to do. But um, again, kind of if you get to the point where you're kind of bored and you're kind of in autopilot, um, again, that may be fantastic for some people. For some people, you know, um, that that's that's great. They're just there, collect the check. They have other things in their life that are that are delivering for them. That's great. We need people with all types of motivation, but I think for a lot of people, at least a lot of people in the security space, um, people who are you know, more type A-ish um, personalities, um, if you start to get bored, that's an indicator to start looking at changing things up a little bit. Tip number three is uh, network, 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 and I know um, People harp on this a lot, but I can't really stress it enough. I think uh, you know, I was going through some of the videos of the folks that you've had over the course of the past um, six to 12 months, and uh, there's a gentleman, I think Andrew Rosma, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, who's from uh, Grand Rapids, um, did a whole talk on networking. Um, and I can't stress that enough. You know, you're, you're going to have all kinds of uh, folks in your network. You're going to have people who are mentors, who um, you spend, you know, you have um, even to the point of having formalized conversations, you know, whether that be monthly or quarterly, um, that they, you know, you work with them and, and you shape how you're, you're, how you're developing and building your career. Um, and it could, you know, all the way through people that, um, you've met a couple of times, you've worked with, you don't have a close relationship with, but you just don't know when these people are going to come in and out of your orbit. Um, as, you, um, as you move organizations or as other people move organizations, people that you've worked with before are going, you know, could come back in. Um, I will give the, the point, in fact, of, um, you know, how I found, about, found out about this opportunity was through my network. So, and it was one of those things where um, a, a gentleman that I know uh, reached out to me. He's like, you know what? I think you would be great for this. And, and really kind of uh, kicked me in the butt a little bit to say, 
you really need to chase after this. This is a this is a good fit for you. This is a good opportunity for you to continue to grow and develop. You need to chase after this. Um, so you know it's 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 things like that that um, that if you 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 need to have that care and feeding around your network. And it's you know, like I say, not everybody is you know by the definition of a network. Not everybody's that person that you have that strong mentoring relationship with. It's a wide variety of relationships, um, but, but building that network and nurturing that network and being proactive about it um, will pay dividends a great deal as you go through as you go through your career of being you know turned on to opportunities. I think in the the talk that uh, Mr. Rosenbach gave, um, he talked about uh, one of his students had a a, a job doing some um, I think red teaming and pen testing at a uh, a local organization, and uh, they had another opportunity another opening come up, and he was like, hey, my buddy over here, he'd be great for that, and pulled in. You know, one of his uh, one of his buddies into that. So again, it's that that network that's going to help you get through your career. You know, part is you still you still have to deliver yourself, but it's that network that's going to help you along. Uh, number four is um, be willing to take what seems like unreasonable chances. Um, they have to be calculated. They you know not not advocating being reckless. Um, but it's being able, it's being willing to um, go after something that um, either you know part of you ha you know feels a little uncomfortable about, or you know whether that be the position or the organization, you know obviously do your homework, but you know be able, be willing to take take a chance on something that feels uncomfortable because that those are the opportunities of growth. If you if you're looking at something and you feel very comfortable and you're like, yeah, I can nail that, you, there's probably not a lot of growth opportunity there for you um, to stretch you either uh, in your technical capabilities or your business acumen um, or a particular industry. Um, so, for example, you know, I started out my career in consulting. So, you know, the consulting opportunity that you get in learning different industries in a short period of time and um, how learning those different businesses and how those businesses operate will pay dividends down the road in terms of you know being able when an opportunity presents itself and you say yes I've spent time in the communications industry or the oil and gas industry or the pharmaceutical industry um, and a, that being able to learn those different types of businesses and the lessons that will pay dividends later in terms of you know how you can look at a problem and dissect that problem and, and, and uh, bring that knowledge to the table um, it is fantastic. And then um, lastly, um, ask for help, even when you think you may not need it. Um, so you know, obviously, no one person knows everything. And um, reaching out to teammates, reaching out to people in your network has many, many benefits. It's, you know, it's going to help you refine your message. So you may have the message down in your head of what it is. So you know, it could simply be how you're going to attack a particular test of a system or an application. But you know, it's reaching out and, and talking with your network, talking with your friends, 
that have those similar skill sets and saying, hey, this is this is my idea. What do you think? You know, what what could I do differently? How could I look or look at or tackle this differently? Different angle you can take on something or how you can communicate something different uh, in your in your in your report uh, to make sure that you're clearly communicating back to the stakeholders what it is you discovered and recommendations on how to uh, how to remediate. Um, it helps give you confidence that you're on the right path. You know, I'm. I, I do this a lot of times. I, I reach out to folks and, and you know I ask, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Or here's here's something that I've drafted. What are your thoughts? And I encourage people to you know kind of be a little mean about it. Um, you know, just saying, hey, yeah, it's great, great job. Doesn't add a lot of value. Getting that 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 constructive feedback that sometimes you know beats it up a little bit is going to improve the work that you do. Um, for that deliverable, but also going forward. Um, and, it, and, it, and it has a, a benefit as well that it makes the person that you reached out to feel good that you reached out to them and, and ask them for their input. People like that. People want, people enjoy being sought out and saying, hey, I had something valuable to add and they, they reached out to me. They're, you know, so you're um, building that relationship with that person as well. So, um, and, and it helps make you, uh, it helps grow your leadership skills and makes you a better leader and people view you um, in that position and value what you have to say because the message that you've delivered, whether that's, you know, in a document, in an email, in a, in a report or in a presentation has been, um, has been, you've, you've gone through that sounding board process um, and it's, it's improved that message. So, so again, so my, you know, my, my advice is, you know, be a survivor, be adaptable, be flexible, look for opportunities. It's, if you're bored, you know, start thinking about is, is that the right situation? Are there things either there that you can change, tweak, add to your responsibilities, different roles that you could take, but you probably should mix something up so that you continue to learn, so you continue to grow. Um, network 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 you know for those of us that uh, are extroverts the, the entjs that that comes naturally for those of us on the i side of things like myself that doesn't come naturally it doesn't come naturally to put myself out there and and and, and talk with people and get in front of them but you've got to do it you've got to get out there and build that network that's what's going to help strengthen your career um, be willing to take what seems like unreasonable chances. You know, if if you feel a little uncomfortable, but uncomfortable about it, there's there's growth opportunities there. And then lastly, ask for help, even in opportunities where you don't think that you need it, because it's going to help improve whatever it is you're doing, and it's going to help others. You know, it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna make somebody else's day. They're gonna feel good about hey, somebody, you know, so and so reached out, thought enough about my opinion to seek it out. Um, so it, it's, it's got that dual benefit there. So that, those are the points that I wanted to cover today. Um, I wanna to open it up again for questions, whether it be anything about what I've covered today, uh, anything from, from my history, whether it's what I'm doing now at the city of Chicago, Bank of America, Accenture, um, I certainly want to open it up to all of you. And if there's something that I can share, you know, if there's just one nugget that helps that you can take out of the presentation today that's helpful, 
you know, that's a win. So I certainly want to, um, you know, provide if you've got some questions that, uh, that I can help with. How flexible do you see migration between the public and private sector um, on more of like a state level as opposed to federal level? I know there's a gap. Sure, like migrating your transitioning your career from one to the other. Yeah, because um, I know that's a little bit more difficult um, if you're working um, federally as opposed to just general state and city government. Yeah, I think I think federal is a, a bit of a beast of itself. Um, and uh, but on the state and local level, I'd say that there that that. There's not, I've not noticed any, um, excuse me, issues migrating between the two. So I came from the private sector, came into the public sector, um, and I've had folks on my team um, transition out into uh, the private sector, um, whether that be because, you know, a particular opportunity interested them or there was, uh, you know, a significant um, delta in salary that they could achieve. Um, you know, I think those opportunities are out there and it really, at least, like I say, state and local versus in, in, into the private sector back and forth, I think it's pretty fluid and I think it's really all about the opportunities that you see uh, that are interesting to you um, and look at the various levers that you have, uh, whether that be, you know, growth into a new role, new skills, um, or, you know, wanting to uh, achieve a particular um, industry um, understanding and background, or if you have, you know, hey, if you're passionate about, um, I don't know, pharmaceutical research, you know, there's the there's the pharma industry versus, you know, and um, you know, the, the on the state and local side, there are there, there are just opportunities everywhere. Um, it, it, there's really um, a lot of opportunity in the cyber in the security space for state and local governments um, at all levels. So, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in Chicago, third largest city in the country, but, you know, I, I grew up downstate. Um, I grew up um, three hours south of here in a town of, you know, 25, 30,000 people. Um, and so I also put myself in the shoes of, you know, folks there, my family's still there. Um, and I think about, um, you know, how their needs are similar and different from the needs of a city like Chicago, but their capability to fulfill those needs are, is very, very different. And, and the ability to get people with strong skill sets to some of these, um, you know, smaller areas it is challenging. So the, the needs everywhere, there's opportunity everywhere. Um, so I think that it's just a question of what you would like to do and where you'd like to go, how you would like to grow your career. I think the opportunities are everywhere. What else can I answer for folks? Hi, I have another question. So uh, it's, it's about uh, your work with the city of Chicago. And uh, let me know if I'm being poking my nose too far into like government government matters. But uh, I just want to know how the development cycle works 
with the city of Chicago and where exactly does the security team step in to do their work, like say in the integration and deployment or or in the beginning, like training the developers to code securely? I just want to know how things work. Sure, certainly. Great question. Um, so we have a uh, project management lifecycle that uh, we follow within um, the Bureau of Information Technology. And we provide services to all the core city departments. So the technology projects that they have, uh, whether it be a solution acquisition or you know developing a solution from scratch or you know something in between where you're you know configuring a, a package solution, um, all of that goes through our um, project management lifecycle. Um, and my security team is integrated into that project management lifecycle. At various stages from the beginning all the way through the end such that we, so that we are providing input at the right stages uh, where it's needed so um, there that that's that's how things are designed that's how we support that um, you know and and there there are like I said there are things that we are also looking to do to grow our capabilities there as well. So we look at that. We look at the development that's happening. We look at um, how more and more cloud services are being adopted. Excuse me. And and reevaluate what are the capabilities that we're bringing to the table, and how do we need to grow and evolve to meet those needs, and what are the things that we can be um, offering. That are going to be consumed to add value to the organization. So uh, it's a continual process of um, you know both delivering the services, but also making sure we're um, bringing the right services to the table. That was really informative. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else I can share with folks? Okay. Well. If there's nothing else, um, I thank you very much for the opportunity. Hopefully there's something that I shared today that's of value. Um, my, uh, I didn't have a slide with my contact information, but it is very simply bruce.coffing at cityofchicago.org. Um, so uh, if there are any questions that I can answer, if there's anything I can do to help, please do feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Um, and, you know, as you, work through your career uh, or sorry your uh your you know wrapping up your um whether it be your undergrad or your graduate work and, and you're looking for um career opportunities outside of that please do consider um our, our humble uh, public servants at the uh, state and local level uh we are always looking for um talented folks that want to give a little back and bring their um talents to bear um, for, in my case, for the city of Chicago. So um, please do consider state and local when you're thinking about career opportunities. There's a ton of need out there. We need smart people. Um, you know, they can't have enough smart people um, fighting the good fight. So please consider state and local when you're thinking about your career choices. Thank you. Cool, thanks a lot, Bruce. Yes, thanks, thanks Bruce, that was great. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye-bye.